breaking down the biggest story. The only way, the only way you're going to restrict the power of people with bad guys with guns is to not let them wander our streets. Talking about what really matters. Okay, maybe this makes me old-fashioned. Cargo pants? I wear cargo pants on occasion. It's a lot of pockets in there. And bringing you the biggest forum to let your voice be heard. Hello? Political poll. I never have before, but go ahead, shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Now, broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Okay. All right. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Here's Steve Scafidi. Yeah, you got a bonus hour today. Jumped in to the morning crew. Scott, some morning news with Eric Bilstead. Always fun. About four days in a row, isn't it? Five days in a row. Taking a day off to tomorrow and then back with Vince on Friday. What will we talk about? Who knows? Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. If you celebrate the holiday. Not everybody does, let's be honest. We'll get to some of that Valentine's Day hijinks later. Including a special musical tribute to Valentine's Day coming up at 9.35. Set your watches if you actually do that anymore. Does anybody set their watches anymore? I don't think so. All right, the big news this morning, if you're a Brewers fan, if you're a uh, follower of Wisconsin politics, because this is a classic example. I don't know there's a better one, right? We have love of sports and beer and all of that. And then you throw in the political piece, which is, as we now know, Governor Evers proposing a $290 million, with an M, nearly $300 million, essentially handoff to the stadium fund to deal with the stadium repairs, some of the improvements needed in and around our apparently aging 20-year-old stadium. Governor announced it Tuesday, which last time I checked is today. Happy Valentine's Day again. Um, the only real commitment I saw was that they, uh, the Brewers, who would probably say, oh, my God, thank you to this offer, agreed to extend their lease to 2043, which is only 13 years. It's not 20 years, it's 13 years on that lease extension. Obviously, the principal tenant at American Family Field. Now, this is a proposal, and this is the meat of what I want to talk about, and then I want to hear what you have to say, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. This is the meat of the proposal. This $290 million, but it's a proposal. It has to be approved by the legislature. Oh, and by the way, legislature's response? Well, let's go to Speaker Robin Voss. These are typical antics for him, he's referring to Governor Tony Evers, for not being a leader, but rather dictating exactly what to do and how to do it. Now, the fair person in me says, well, that's kind of what conservatives and Republicans do, too, but I want to be fair, and I beat up Governor Evers this morning on this, because if you're going to roll out something as significant as this, from the money that all of us contributed to this massive surplus in the state of Wisconsin, nearly $7 billion, mm, you probably should have at least vetted the idea, consulted with, had a conversation with, maybe a coffee in Madison with Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemahue. Right? Start with that. Say, how can we get this really cool thing done together? But that didn't happen, of course. 
That's unrealistic because of the, the hate and the constant spewing of political vitriol that fills in the air whenever we talk about politics in Wisconsin. Because that's, that's all we've done for decades. And for some people, that's enough. Not for me. Not for this guy. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. I can argue both sides of this. From a fiscal sense, sure, to not have to finance $290 million in whatever manner the Brewers Stadium Fund state has to do, because we can't afford to lose the Brewers, trust me, on that one. I will hang my hat on that one. Those of us who have been around long enough, remember the George P. Tack arguments, right? Defending the banner of the Brewers. Tough votes. Hours and weeks and months, if not years, spent on stadium debates. Then, then we had Miller Park, now American Family Field, and what that was going to look like. How was that was going to play out? And here we are again. $290 million more than the state committed to the building of this stadium in Milwaukee that is home to the Brewers. So not insignificant. 855-616-1620. What's your take? Only smart ones today. Save the hate stuff. Don't need it. I've read comments from both the governor and at least one of the legislative leaders in Wisconsin. What do you say? We'll find out after this. Uh, we'll figure everything out. Love is safe. Love conquers all, as they say. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Let's go to the phone lines. Curious what the thoughts are on this proposal by Governor Evers. And it's only a proposal. Legislature will have to jump on board and give them the votes needed to make this a reality. $290 million from the surplus fund to fix what ails American family feels, stadium upgrades, and the like. Let's go to the phone line. Sam from Milwaukee. Hey, Sam. Hey, Steve, how are you? I am good. What do you think? Yeah, 20 years ago, I remember it was like pulling teeth to get people to, to pay for the building of this thing. And now, here we are 20 years later, and they're looking to the taxpayers to now maintain it. And in the meantime, these owners are getting the multimillionaires, billionaires, plate we're turning out millionaire after millionaire athlete, but they keep turning to the taxpayers to now to maintain this thing. Um, I just think it's, I don't think it's right. I think they need to figure out a different way to pay for this. Um, I, you know, the different way is to similar. have us pay for it, right? Well, Even though we already did pay for I, it. No, for the owners, for people that have the money. Um, everyone said that Brett Favre should use his own money for the building of that volleyball thing. Well, this is the same thing. I mean, he, he went to the state money to, to build that, that volleyball. This is the same thing. They're asking the people of the state to do it rather than the millionaires and billionaires themselves. Yeah, thanks for the call, Sam. Look, I, I, I don't disagree with Sam. It's always us. And, you know, the, the, the I was going to say funny, but it's not funny. It's the opposite of funny. The fact that they're sitting on nearly $7 billion of our money, arguing about how to spend our money, trying to glean some public support and some feel-good vibes from the public for doing things like this. It is kind of interesting, right? They're giving our money back to us. They're not giving us anything, really. It's our money already. Let's see what Scott has to say from Jefferson. Hey, Scott, welcome to the show. Good morning. 
Good morning. What do you think? I, uh, I, I'm similar to Sam. I, I have a, I have a tough time trying to figure out how the uh, district management can sign a lease that doesn't apparently cover the cost of maintenance, which is apparently what they're charged with doing. I, I just don't understand how you can lease the building back for less than what it costs to maintain. Yeah, thanks for the call, Scott. It is somewhat interesting to me that when you build something, and then, what is this, Twenty, roughly 20 years old, it's already out of date, someone said this morning, and requires significant maintenance. Is this, is this the revolving door of stadiums now? We're just going to constantly re- replace these things? Nothing's going to last? Now we're talking about just to fix is almost as much, not, I shouldn't say almost as much, I think it was like almost $400 million to build the thing. Now it's almost as much to fix what we already have. And again, we're going to pay for it. Now a caller made this point on Wisconsin Morning News when I was sitting in with Eric. It does spread the love, if you want to use that term, and I use it facetiously, so that five counties don't have to pay the bill for this stadium upgrade. Everybody's going to pay it. I have zero idea at this moment if the legislature loves the idea, hates the idea. I know their initial reaction is maybe you should have vetted it with us a little bit, and I agree with uh, Speaker Robin Voss. But is this a win for the state, for the politicians in this state? I don't know. We're going to find out because the governor's going to make his budget address tomorrow. We're going to find out pretty quick. What the reaction is, I'll give you a preview based on history. Speaker Robin Voss, Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemahu will say this. Thanks. We're going we're gonna to go our own way. We're going to do our own thing when it comes to the budget of Wisconsin. And here we are, despite the governor having a fresh term of potentially four more years of nothing gets done. Nothing gets discussed between the two sides. I'll just say this before the break because I, I want to move on. I know this is a hot topic, but maybe we'll revisit it uh, tomorrow. This is, this is what you get. This is what we get when we have two parties who don't agree on anything. We get stuff like this. Grand proposals without any conversation with the other side. And they both do it. And you know what? They're both wrong. Governor and the when you state legislature should play love speak. songs back and forth today. Just to get get warmed up for what's going to be a fun, in air quotes, budget discussion. And by the way, nobody sings it better than Frank Sinatra. I won't try to, to uh, replace his wonderful voice. It's the best. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It, it is one of those days. Now, if you've been in a relationship a long time like me, you don't want to downplay it. You want to make sure that you are very clear in the world of technology, you want to send a text to your partner, wife, husband, simply love you. 
That's it. Don't need to expound on that, expand on that. Love you. And at the minimum, flowers. Now, I went early flowers. This is a, a little hot tip from somebody who's been doing this for a while. You get the, the flowers beforehand, the day before. So it makes both the day before and Valentine's Day special. See what I did? I got to go to the store after work. Yeah, don't. Did you not listen to the show yesterday? I, me and my wife don't celebrate it. Everyone should celebrate it. We need Why? more love. You we celebrate need, it every day. Yeah, of course. Cliche. We need more love every day. That is true. But th- it's okay to have a special marker on this. What day. do you do with five kids on Valentine's Day night on a school night with sports? You, you load them up with sugar, first off. So they're maniacs. Right. You get a babysitter. You go out. So much easier said than done. Yeah, I know. You got the, the early schedule now, too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So you're, you're probably not going to do anything. No, we're not. Did my, you least, my son has football tonight. Did you at least send a I love you text? I did, and uh, I, have a, I, I have a handwritten note uh, on a card, but I, I do the flowers before, and I get my daughter uh, flowers as well. Nice. That's nice. Did you buy roses, or what did you get? I got to go to the store yet. I was in um, the flower store yesterday. It is absolutely amazing. The incredible diversity of things you could get and the prices. On I was going to say the, the prices are ridiculous. This is also a pro tip. You don't need to spend $300. I'm sure the, the florists love it when you do, but you don't need to spend $300. Find, I should just put our book on this, on Steve's Guide to Love. I'm sure that'd be a hot seller. No, find the flowers that your significant other likes and then give them those flowers. For example, my wife loves sunflowers. I make sure that the bouquet had sunflowers in. And she likes other kinds of flowers as well. So we had that whole thing put together with the flowers she likes, daisies and the like. That's a pro tip from someone who's done it for a while. Now, because I'm not immune to making bad calls, I've had every experience on, if I go back before, pre-wife, bad dates. I, um, I was dating a, a woman briefly, uh, and we went to the, the premiere of Rocky, the first one, the good one. Sylvester Stallone. Got to the theater late. Two seats available. Front row, middle, looking straight up in the air. My neck was sore for a week. And that was a one-trick, one-date uh, one wonder. That didn't, uh, that didn't persist. Maybe because my bad timing with the seat selection. Now, of course, you just order them online. You can get your seat reserved. That didn't exist back then. And also, the seats weren't that comfortable. Other one, and my wife tells the story all the time. We, had a, we knew each other from high school, but we didn't date so much later. And she was a waitress, and I was um, talking to her one night in the place that she worked, post her shift, and uh, we sort of, she says, I prearranged a date on that night. And uh, it, was, it was for the following weekend, I believe. And so she's waiting patiently after her shift on what I think was Saturday night for me to arrive. I'm nowhere to be found. She's like, where is Steve at? Where is this dude? Even She wouldn't call me dude, but you, you, know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying. So she finds out from my, she calls one of my friends, I think, and says, where's Steve at? Oh, he's playing cards with his buddies. So I always say it was a, oh, if, if I'm out and about, I might stop. She said it was a date. So that, that's the, that was an ongoing, nearly 40-year conversation about. Come on, man. Yeah, I do. So I'm not perfect. I'm not immune to this either. Anyway, a little Valentine's Day storytelling from yours truly. And if nothing else, just be nice to each other. All right, after the break for news, special treats. I've had him in studio before. Always nice, always, always nice to uh, have some musical 
Valentine's Day. So we'll hear from four gentlemen who are, will light up our life on Valentine's Day, get our hearts a-stirring. We'll do that live on the radio. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yes, yes, February 14th, last time I checked. That is Valentine's Day. we got a special treat for you. We've done this before. I think it's our third year. Joining us in studio, a fantastic... I don't know if you call yourself barbershop quartets anymore, yeah? Is that still the we vernacular? Still yeah. Bob Cahill, who was the tenor. Mark Bittman, the lead. Dan Fenske, baritone. And Wally Zion, who's going to do some talking here before we get to the actual music. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank well, it's great to be Thank here. For Thanks us. for having us. I, mentioned, I should mention you the Heart of Harmony Quartets, yes? Yes. This part of, we're part of the Heart of Harmony Chorus. All right, step up a little bit, because I want to I ask a couple of questions. So sure. one of the reasons we have you here is this is something that everybody can do on their own for a significant loved one or a group or even a work gathering. It's pretty simple. It is pretty simple. All you need to do is uh, give us a call at 262-844-5184. Um, and again, we're part of the Heart of Harmony Chorus. Uh, we've been been around since 2006 at this point. Uh, we're really thankful for some people uh, that are helping us here today. You know, we're thankful for Welke's House of Roses. Uh, part of the profits that we're going to do from this today goes to the MS Society of Wisconsin. So we're trying to do a lot of good things for a lot of people. Um, so that's you know what it's all about. And part of the, the cool thing is I've been to some of your events, and, and it's, it just blows you away, the, the musical talent. You're, you'll display that shortly here. But people who aren't even really thinking about being singers can actually participate with your group. Tell them how to do that. Sure. Uh, we have our meetings on Monday nights at our Father's Lutheran Hall, and that's on 6025 uh, South 27th Street, and it's from 7 to 9 p.m. We welcome men and women both to, to sing with us. Uh, we've got a website. It's the www.hohchorus.org, and you can find out a lot of information about us there. And I will put all of this on my uh, my social media uh, after the show. So let's get to at least one of the songs. We can talk to you some more. This is a celebration of love and Valentine's from the Heart of Harmony Barbershop Quartet. Heart of my heart, I love. good and it's it's early morning so do you sing all the time we do sing all the time we really do yeah. uh we we do performances early in the early in the morning sometimes whenever people want us i mean we're happy to go and uh, spread our our love of music so. and I was, I was reading some of your stuff on the flyer so you'll go out today 
and sing to a, a friend, a neighbor, maybe a business associate, loved one, any place. <laughs> the list. Hospitals, grocery stores. Love when was the last time you sang in a grocery store? Uh, grocery store, it's been a while for that one. <laughs> one of our favorite places, we love going to schools. And we'll go, especially the, the elementary schools, we'll walk in and we'll start singing to, to the teacher or whatever, and the kids' eyes just go big as moons. They go, whoa, what is this? What I love about this kind of music is the simpleness of it, right? It's, it's your voices. You know, I don't know if you heard the, some of the morning show, they played me singing some of my worst songs ever. I did, I did it for last Valentine's Day, and I've never, I've never been accused of being a great singer, but I, I tried, and it was for charity, which is always a good thing. And you're doing some of that as well today for um, the MS Society of Wisconsin. So that's also a great thing. Um, when I think about music, I like simple. And, and sometimes just the, the power of the voice. And you must know this from doing this all the time. Simple little melodies, often expressed in songs like this, brightens a day, makes people feel better. And on a day like this, increases the, uh, the love factor in all of our lives. It does. Music is very powerful. Um, we We've we've gone and sung to people who are memory care units who don't yeah. who don't really even they're they're just kind of there and then we start to sing and the smiles start to come some of them all of a sudden start to sing along they remember something start to remember people it's it's a very powerful thing that we do let's hear another one what's what's this one called oh uh, we're gonna do uh, oh gee wonderful I wonderful, wonderful world it's a Louis Armstrong thing <laughs> Absolutely. that's the one. I see trees of green, red roses too I see them bloom for me and you And I think to myself, what a wonderful world, wonderful I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies What a wonderful world, wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful world, wonderful, wonderful world. Man, that 
get me that gets me every time I hear you guys sing that. That is incredible. You're listening to the Heart of Harmony Quartet for special Valentine's Day. If you would like to have them sing for you, almost any venue that's appropriate, 262-844-5184. I'll give it to you one more time, 262-844-5184. Welke's House of Roses is involved. I'm guessing you're going to give a rose or two to some of the guests you're going to speak to or sing to. Uh, some of the profits go to the MS Society of Wisconsin. You've been doing this since 2006, nonprofit 501c3, and... Kind of the cool part, which is one of the reasons I go to some of your your events, is this is something that other people can join into. And you have your meetings Monday nights, Our Father's Lutheran Hall on 27th Street. You can find out about all of this at your website, www.hohchorus.org. You have one more for us? Sure. Yeah. While you're talking about it, we are joined in studio... Let me quickly pull up your names. Bob Cahill, Mark Bittman, Dan Fenske, and Wally Zion, the Heart of Harmony Barbershop Quartet. All right, gentlemen, have you hashed out the, uh, the song you're going to sing for us? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do so, All right. something different. Okay. <clears throat> Last night alone on our way home, you turned and said to me, to So, and I want to know what do you think about me? Sweet and lovely, that's what you are to me. Sugar and spice and everything nice, you're all a girl should be. Bride. I will smile all the while you're by my side, my side. I will smile all the while you're by Heart of Harmony Barbershop Court. So they're great. And as I said before, bring them out to your place. Have them sing for you. They're, they're, it's worth it. And it's a it's a really cool way to say I love you to somebody, just that you appreciate them. Singing Valentine's all day today, 262-844-5184. And it does benefit the MS Society of Wisconsin. Welke's House of Roses. There's some roses involved, so they don't they don't just show up and sing. They bring some of those flowers that everybody loves. So uh I hope you enjoyed that. It's not something that we, we only do it once a year, I, I, maybe twice, because I'm a fan of music, and I, I've been to a lot of their events. Uh, my friend Jack, who is part of that group who couldn't be here today, is busy at work, but he, uh, he says, talk about it, celebrate it, enjoy Valentine's Day. And this is kind of a unique way to do that. So thanks to the Heart of Harmony Barbershop Quartet, who came down to the studios here on Wisconsin Avenue and celebrated with us. Uh, lots of love on the text line. I'm not going to read all of them, but um, a few of them, they sound amazing. Uh, best ever, 
Love the music. Sounds great. Uh, and it did. And thanks to engineer John Tyler for making that sound happen he, and, and producer Brandon. They put that all together. It's not easy, trust me, because we're doing a radio show live. And to make those quick adjustments for audio, I appreciate the, the extreme talents of the individuals who work with me and all the other shows here at WTMJ. We'll take a break. We'll reset. We have a two-plus hours to go on the big program today. I look forward to the conversations we're going to have. Lots on the plates. We'll get to all of that after this on WTMJ. Celebrating love on this Valentine's Day. What's the, what's the ideal gift? Card? That's, that's required, right? Dinner out? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Chocolates? Candy? Flowers is the one. Do you agree with me, Producer Brandon? Flowers is the is the must have for your special. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it. I think it says something. Probably the easiest too. Like, there's a lot of places you can go. Yeah, there's a lot. Every grocery store has it. Most the retailers have it. The gas stations have it. I would just suggest don't don't um, dumb it down to gas stations. Not that I don't love our great gas stations. Don't dumb it down because they probably don't know where you got it. But if they find out. It seems like you just did it on your way to work. Just take the uh, the price tag thing off. Yeah, of yeah, which can be very embarrassing. And I, I tell you, I was at a, a grocery store yesterday. Their floral display for I was talking about this with Michelle Richards, who's who's uh, filling in the, in the Wisconsin Morning News. It's incredible. Every price point from like twelve bucks to over a hundred. Did you know? Uh, and and don't quote me on this, uh, but I was told this from a. Pick and save worker, I believe it's the one in, gosh, where is it? It's in Milwaukee somewhere on, on Chase. She said they're the number one floral in the state of Wisconsin. Pick and save. Wow. That surprised me. It doesn't. It's an immaculate how they have it set up there. Yeah. So buy the flowers if if you um, if your significant other likes flowers. Yeah. Here's the thing. How many women, This here's my question. We might start the 10 o'clock hour with this since it's Valentine's Day, and I've got a ton of things to talk about, but I'm curious. Do men put more thought into Valentine's Day or women? I think it's overwhelmingly men. Now, that may be sexist and not fair to women, but I think overwhelmingly, if we're all honest with each other, men put a way, way more thought. Now, in context, you know, guys way more thought, sometimes not so much thought. Let's be honest. Let's be fair, because women are smarter than men. You've heard me say that over and over again. Women, I think, are a little more subtle I don't want to be mean, but a little more judgmental sometimes in, in you know what they're getting. But the best relationships don't require Valentine's Day. You know this. This is a this is an absolute truth. They don't require Valentine's Day. It's kind of a um, it's frosting on a cupcake. Let's put it that way. See, whenever I get the ding, I know that I'm I'm in my my sprinting stride. Even though I don't sprint anymore, sprinting stride. That's when I get the ding from producer Brandon. So think about the question before we go to news. Who puts more thought into Valentine's Day, the men or the women? Not like high-level thought, just I'm supposed to do this. Even I'm required to do this. Is that a dirty word, a dirty thing to say on Valentine's Day? And I think it's guys. I think women think less about this. And it's, it's mainly the flowers thing. I don't think there's a lot of women giving guys flowers, is there? I don't think so. As much as a lot of us like to garden and grow things, I'm not expecting flowers. Chew that one over for a little bit. We'll discuss in the next hour. We're going to get to other, I don't, I don't want to say more important things, but we're going to get to some other stuff.
this this idea of a fourth traffic light that's going around. Are you serious? I saw this idea, and it's a proposal from, air quoting, researchers. A fourth traffic light. Do we really think, given the, the success, I'm saying that facetiously, that we've had with three, a fourth one is going to make things better? How about that? And an interesting story that happened a while ago, but I didn't get to it. This recording of conversations in a public place, City Hall, happened in Green Bay. Hmm. We'll discuss that one and more, but I want to hear about this Valentine's Day thing. Who puts more thought into it, guys or girls, men or women? That's after the news, which is next on this Valentine's Day edition right here in WTMJ. Breaking down the biggest stories. The only way, the only way you're going to restrict the power of people with bad guys with guns is to not let them wander our streets. Talking about what really matters. Okay, maybe this makes me old-fashioned. Cargo pants? I wear cargo pants on occasion. There's a lot of pockets in there. And bringing you the biggest forum to let your voice be heard. Hello, political poll. I never have before, but go ahead, shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Now, broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Okay. All right. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Here's Steve Scafidi. Oh, yes, here I am. Thanks for all the love on the uh, Barbershop Quartet. Heart of Harmony. Hearts of Harmony Barbershop Quartets. I'll post uh, the information on my on my social media shortly. Just if you want to have them come out and sing to your group, it is a fantastic way to say I love you or just to have some fun. Quickly, the number is 262-844-5184. you like a singing Valentine on Valentine's Day. I could, you know, I could on this day, being a radio talk show host in Milwaukee, I could rant and rave for three hours about an email somebody sent me that just I lose my mind over it. I could do that. I could rant and rave about the fact that our two parties, major parties in this state, Republicans and Democrats, don't get along, rarely agree on anything, and let the extremists on both sides of the aisle, both sides of the party, dictate the conversation. I could rant and rave about that. I could certainly do that. I could rant and rave about using our surplus dollars to fix, repair, updates, modify American Family Field. We spent some time early doing that. Or I could just say, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, and read you a couple great thoughts about Valentine's Day. Now, earlier in the, or a few minutes before the news, I said, I think men think about this more. Now, whether they deliver on that thought process is a fair question. We got some texts that, that agree with me on that. Uh, 855-616-1620, if you want to jump into the conversation. Text or phone is fine. I love this message. Hey, friend, your show brought a tear to my eye today. My late brother, who died in a car accident, was a barbershop singer in Madison for the Capitol Chordsman. Valentine's Day was always such a busy day for him, and I hearing that music brought a little bit of that man who I miss a lot into my day. Thank you. That makes me feel good. And I got a lot of nice comments from well uh, from a lot of the uh, well-wishers and people celebrating Valentine's Day. They so do something nice for somebody today, and maybe we can get back to the anger and angst a little bit later. Uh, on the question, though, of men and women Valentine's Day, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line on Valentine's Day, February 14th. I gave my wife flowers and a card. She gave me a card and football cards, LOL. Well, if you like football cards like I do, 
That's a nice gift. A lot of people saying I should check out the Jim Gaffigan Valentine's Day sketch. I have not seen it. Uh, he, he apparently, he talks about heart-shaped antacids, antacids and a box of mystery chocolates. Thing about boxes of chocolate, if I'm a, a manufacturer of those boxes, and they're, they're big sellers at Valentine's Day, I don't send those out of the out of the uh, building without underneath the chocolate telling the consumer what that chocolate is. Because so much waste. Have you done this? You've been into And it's like, I don't want to eat this. And it gets thrown away. That's not a good thing. I don't want fruit with my chocolate either. No. I'm I'm like a dark chocolate yep. purist. I'll, I'll eat milk chocolate. I prefer dark chocolate. I don't need a lot of things mixed in. You give me a nut on occasion, peanut, that's fine. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't need a lot of variety on that. All right, back to the text line. You can join us on the phone as well. I want bites, especially on Valentine's Day. Uh, Diane says, women are pleasers. Women, she says, Diane from Walk, put more thought into everything we do. Diane, I'm not here to argue because it's Valentine's Day. Women are smarter than men. I've said this since day one on the show. How do I know that? Have you listened to some of the men who do what I do for a living in this market and elsewhere? Case closed. Case closed. Please. How someone could get that worked up over... Uh, anyway, let that go. Let the anger go. Um, let's see. In 262. In general, women with children are busy putting thought and energy into helping their kids fill out Valentine's Day cards, getting together teacher, daycare provider gifts. I pick up wine. He gets chocolate, and that's about as much energy as we put into Valentine's Day with young kids. That's good enough. I just said that is all you really need to do. The great thing about Valentine's Day, you dictate the level of service on this thing. Whether it's, and I, I said this yesterday to uh, Anna and Jesse, who debuted their new segment, Anything But Sports, um, one Monday a month, th- with, usually with Carol. Um, whether you go all sybaris on somebody, and I said that, and I, I had to ask them, do you know what sybaris is? And they didn't. It's basically a place where lovers go to celebrate whatever it is they're celebrating. It can be the interesting thing about the Sybaris and other places like that. It could be by the hour. So, I mean, take it for what it's worth. If you need an hour. If you need an hour. <laughs> if you, thank you, Sir Brandon. Oh, my goodness. Here we go from the uh, 815. Thanks for the long-distance listen. Crystal Lake. I used to live in Crystal Lake. Uh, Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Redwood Streets. Um what was my address? 7,500, I think. Um, try mandarin orange slices dipped in dark chocolate. I've Come tried on, that. Man. I love that. That is one I like. Orange and chocolate seems like a good mix to me. Yes. Yes. Um, you can get these balls. It's um, chocolate balls. They're in these packages. It's big in Europe. And they, they're flavored chocolate with orange being the main flavor. I think they make them in cherry, too. Somebody will tell me what the brand is. because it's. Yeah, I'm good on that. I Just give me the chocolate. Yeah. Milk chocolate or dark? Dark. Like that one you got me from, I think it was Paris. Yeah, you know I have another one at home? I was thinking that and had your name on it. Should have brought it today. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> but I said to you, is that weird that I would give yeah. you chocolate? I mean, that's a little weird, right? Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It can be. Should men give other men Valentine's Day cards and gifts and stuff? So, uh, no, probably not. <laughs> right. Let me tell you, though, my wife spent almost $200 on our kids. So it's like a thing now, like yeah. a full gift, like a Christmas gift, like a bag of gifts. We're we're over gifting our kids. It's I told her I was like that's that's way too much. 
On Valentine's Day, yeah, it's, it's too it's, much. And we're over. I mean, we're we got the lights now. People got the light displays. So, I mean, the reality. And you've heard me talk about this on, on if Steve ruled the world. The reality is, people are just lighting their house up year round now. I still have neighbors with Christmas lights on. It drive it yeah. irritates my soul. One of my Facebook friends, actually, occasional guest on the show, had a neighbor write a letter to the local paper complaining about people having their Christmas lights up, not on, up. You know what their response was? We're turning those babies on. And they turned them on. <laughs> Petty. See, people are just all over each other. All right. Uh, from the 715, we'll wrap this up here real quickly. Uh, Steve, I got a box of chocolate and a beautiful card from my husband, but I only gave him a Reese's peanut butter cup, but no card. I went to buy him a card, but they were almost $10, so he's out of luck. LOL. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, I told you my tip yesterday with, the, with, the, uh, with Ann and Jesse. You go to the dollar store. Doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. You buy the cards, dollar a piece, for all the holidays, and you stockpile them. You throw them in your desk drawer at home or a filing cabinet. Then when you need it, the happy birthdays, the uh, Valentine's Day anniversary, all the cards are sitting there. You just sort through, pick it out. That's a tip from me. So instead of spending $10 for one, you get 10 cards, cover a couple years. Have you bought a card recently? Yeah. Have you seen the prices on some of yeah, them? Yeah, it's nuts. $10? Yeah. It's That's spe- the one I got my wife. Because it's a special funny. paper. Holy cow. Yeah. Going to Target, that was probably my first mistake. Yes. Well, I mean, we like Target, but... Yeah. Almost $10 for a card, though. Yeah. Well, why don't you listen to what I said yesterday? So, again, yeah, listen to the show. You process that stuff. Listen again. better. Yeah. yeah. Be smarter. I always say that. All right. We're going to move on. we got lots to talk about. This one, I just want to... I want to see where you're at on this. This is a, not an, a news story, breaking news by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a hot topic of debates. The spy satellites, the crazy balloons, the octagon-shaped thing that got shot down over Lake Huron, and for a while we had people in, uh, I had this thing in Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin airspace. Are you worried about this stuff? Where's your head at on this? I have some thoughts on the uh, unidentified aerial Phenomena, UFOs, love to hear yours, 855-616-1620. Happy Valentine's Day. Quick break right here in WTMJ. Are you wearing red today? I've got a orange jam for some reason. I don't really have red things. I don't, red, red and me don't mix. But still, I celebrate Valentine's Day. and I, I, um, I just was watching the monitors here in the studio in one of the local stations in town. I forgot about the Valentine's Day cream puffs at Wisconsin State Fair. The strawberry, have you ever had these things? Here's a pro tip as well. My wife and I do this. You get six of those suckers, you freeze them, double wrap them. They come in a box usually. What do you wrap them with? Um, like the big, huge Ziploc bags. You slip it in, maybe double up, double that up. And then when you want to have like a cool dessert, you take them out. You uh, quickly thaw them, and it, actually, I should say slowly thaw them, not unthaw, because that doesn't make any sense. Thaw them. <laughs> Somebody just sent me that on the text line. Uh, and then you take, you slice them in half or quarters, and you put fresh strawberries on them. That sounds really good. Unbe- unbelievable. That's a pro tip from my wife, Kathy. So uh, if you're out and about and you get those strawberry cream puffs, enjoy. All right, so I mentioned this before the break, not to go all serious with you on Valentine's Day, but a lot of the... Uh, the consternation in the country has been about these balloons. Latest is this octagon-shaped thing that was crossing the United States. 
We've uh, had these famous shootdowns now with uh, jets out there, F-16s. I don't think the F-35s are out yet, so they will be shortly, including at Madison's, I think it's Truax Field, right? Um, anyway, this flurry of unknown objects. Looks like a, One looked like a massive weather balloon, but it was actually way too big for that. Shot down over east of the Carolinas. Another one shot down over Lake Huron. The tracking of these has become, uh, you know, a social media frenzy. The back and forth between elected leaders. Oh, it's all Biden's fault. What did Trump do? He had this going on. We didn't hear about it. Again, one more perfect illustration of the insanity of politics. So, not to use history as a lesson, but in the past, I'm fairly confident that an incident like this, where our airspace is being, well, let's be honest, invaded by things that we're not really sure what they are. Elected leaders, especially at the national level, would have come together and said, what's going on here? Let's do something. Here's what we get now. The, it's all Biden's fault. The, well, why didn't you do the do it during the Trump administration. This happened many times. The bottom line is, it shouldn't be happening. This is not gray area. And the proper response is, find out, usually with by scrambling fighter jets to get in the area, see what it is. If you can't identify it, try to establish some contact. If it's some identifiable governmental ID on this thing, which is probably not going to be the case. And then you knock it out of the sky. That's the right response. It's not political. To make it political is to be politically naive. Think about it for a second. Why would the President of the United States, currently Joe Biden, or Trump previously, want to invite bad news or bad PR about their administration willingly by not doing anything as was the case in the Trump administration, and in the first big balloon that traveled like a uh, blimp across the continental United States. Why would they invite that? The absurdity of this is we're letting them play that game with it. I'm hearing regular folks parrot political talking points on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and here's my bi-monthly reminder that politics and Facebook aren't a real thing. If you're doing that, you probably don't belong on Facebook. Maybe it makes you feel good. Maybe you get it out of your system. It doesn't, it's, it's a bad look, trust me. And I talk about politics a lot. It's a bad look. There's no such thing as a Facebook journalist. That's fake. That's not real. Your opinion about politics is probably going to end up with people either muting you or not liking you anymore on Facebook. So while you get the release, it's temporary and short-lived to be redundant. 855-616-1620. The insanity of the balloon UFO. And here's the last piece. If these are aliens, which they're not, but if they're aliens, we've knocked down the threats. We're taking them out. This is Independence Day over and over and over again, like three or four times in the last week. We're doing it right. Yes, 
That's America, my friend. I'm being facetious now. Celebrate America. Wear red on Valentine's Day. Be nice to your significant other. Buy chocolates. Buy flowers. And stop for the love of whoever you worship. Making everything political. You sound... It's the I word coming up, so I'm pacing myself. You sound like an idiot. That's not a bad message for the loved one, partners, significant other, wife, girlfriend. Thank you, uh, Stevie Wonder. Let's go to Steve. Speaking of Steve's, in Oak Creek, my favorite city. Hey, Steve. Hey there. Uh, my question on these unidentified flying objects is why haven't we seen any images of the latest three? You know, we saw plenty of images of the balloon. Where's the photos and video of these latest uh UFOs. That's a fantastic question. Now, there's a briefing, apparently, or there was either yesterday or today, with the, the senators. So they're getting their briefing. I think it's a fair question. Thanks for the call, Steve. It's a fair question to ask, where's our briefing? And at some point, I want to know what these things are. Now, they are starting to retrieve some of this. Here's another great question from the text line, 855-616-1620. Apparently, they missed with one of these missiles over the Great Lakes. Where's this missile at? It's like $400,000. Where's the... Like, doesn't anybody care about where that missile... Is it sitting in the ground, like, next to a playground or something? Like, where's the missile at? Is it in the lake? Billstead, do you know? Uh, They do not know. They would assume, or I would assume, it is likely at the bottom of Lake Huron. I hope so. But shouldn't we know that? Does it impact? Does it make... You know, does it... Does it go off when it hits the water, or does it just sink to the bottom? These are all good questions. To the caller Steve's point from my favorite city of Oak Creek, I think this is something we should know. And we should also point out, you said he was asking about um, where are these pieces that, well, they're they're very small, and they're still looking for them. So some of this stuff could be, I mean, one entity is saying that it could have been a weather balloon. So they're much smaller than the... The Chinese balloon that we originally saw. Yeah, the one I'm intrigued by is the octagon-shaped one. It didn't sound like a weather balloon. I, I told you before, and, and, and when I was sitting in with uh, you this morning, I released one of these with my dad, who worked for the National Weather Service. Yeah, Weathers. that's right. Um, they're big, and they're timed. I think the, the times was 6 a.m., 6 p.m. I don't know if it was the that's same, what he said, same yeah. way back mm-hmm. then when I did it when I was a, like a 10-year-old. But um, that didn't sound like what that thing was. So I want to know what that thing was, where it is, where's this missile. These are all fair questions that we need to ask. Absolutely. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to make it my life's work. <laughs> I'm going to read emails from angry people on the air and talk about it. All right. Indeed, love is a beautiful thing. Phil Vassar, Brandon spinning the love songs on this Valentine's Day. Be nice. Just be nice to somebody. I guess that's the message. My patience for ranters and ravers is like as low as it's ever been. I said this yesterday on the show. It's hard to talk about politics because the level of absurdity from both the elected officials who are probably elected officials slash conspiracy theorists now by design, apparently, and then the takes, none of which are smart, on politics. I think the, the, the mass of America, the, the moderates, the middle, the uh, reasonable, rational adults, we shake our head every day and go, what the hell are you talking about? And, and trust me, save the text. I know it sells. I mean, people go to see movies that suck. They, that still sells. 
All right, that was just me venting on Valentine's. I apologize for that because that was a uh, that was an outburst. Sometimes you got to say it though. What's my what's my? I just told this to Brandon. Listen better, be smarter. Maybe it's not about you or some email you got. Anyway, here's the headline. I teased it before. Researchers propose a fourth light on traffic signals. Here's the kicker for self-driving cars. Okay, so we know there's not a lot of this happening yet. Teslas, yeah, sort of. A lot of things being tested. We're a long way from the um, the world of the Jetsons. I know it's an old cartoon animated show, but it was pretty cool. They're buzzing around like I think a lot of people think we'll be doing at some point. We're a ways away from that. People still like putting gas in their vehicle for the most part, except when it's like six bucks a gallon. Thank you, Joe Biden. But, you know, we're away from that. Cheap shot at Joe Biden, freely admit that. But to go from what we have now, which is three lights, right, to a fourth white lights, which seems kind of silly, actually, or a white phase, as the researchers are calling this. So we all know red means stop, supposedly. In Wisconsin, that's just a suggestion. Stop if you want to. Green, of course, means go. Yellow Pay attention. Something's changing here. That's my take on it. So the proposal is because we're we're having we're supposedly going to have this transition to autonomous vehicles, right? AVs, they're called. So this white phase, this white lights, a new traffic signal will tell human drivers what they're supposed to do. Again, have you dr- have you driven a car in America? <laughs> These are all suggestions now. We don't even understand stop signs, whether we were going to stop at the stop sign or who goes first when we all stop simultaneously. We haven't figured out a sign yet. And we clearly haven't figured out a traffic signal because if you've seen the attorney ads on TV and radio, they're not going anywhere. So to summarize, red light means stop. Green light means go. Yellow means we're changing, folks. Pay attention. My words. And white lights will tell human drivers to simply follow the car in front of them. Who out there in America thinks this is a stupid idea? My hand is up. One, we're not anywhere close to needing this yet. And there's a lot of infrastructure costs that would be associated with adding a light. How many traffic signals are uh, currently in use in America? I would say... Millions and millions. You know, it could be a billion for all I know. So the non-automated vehicle, the regular folks, us driving our regular cars with gas in them, driven by a person, would be required to follow the vehicle in front of them. Don't we already do that? You can't go any faster than the vehicle in front of you. You can't go any slower than the vehicle behind you without really screwing up traffic and causing accidents just because of your failure to go to the right speed limit. So this idea is that if the car in front of you stops, you stop. The other weird piece about this, if the car in front of them goes through the intersection, you go through the intersection. Again, fraught with peril. This idea is dumb. This idea, until we have a world of autonomous vehicles that we're all hopping in in the morning, they take us to work, we're reading a newspaper, 
drinking our coffee, doing all the fun stuff. Until we're in that reality, just say no to the fourth light. Some love on this Valentine's Day. We'll get back to my traffic light story because it, it just blows me away. I understand thinking ahead, but, man, we are a ways away from that. Let's interject a little love. I'm going to do it a couple times this week. Celebrity Valentine's Day. We had some love, music, musically speaking, from the Heart of Harmony Barbershop Quartet earlier. Let's bring in Allison Gredinger. She's one of the coordinators of a great event happening on Friday. I, I'm a big fan of Make-A-Wish, as I think a lot of you are. Uh, tell us about it. Allison Gredinger joins us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm excited. Let's. I, I'm a big fan of Make a Wish. It 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 does the just that. It makes a, a wish come true for young people. Uh, tell us about the Make a Wish target this year, recipient, I should say, and the event you're having this weekend. Yeah, for sure. So this Friday, February 17th, we are hosting a Cheers for Wishes Mardi Gras themed event that is raising. Funds to send a local 17-year-old girl, Kaylee, um, to the Florida Keys this spring. So that is what this event is looking to to do. And we got a lot of fun activities planned on this night as well. It's at Mar- Marcus Performing Arts Center, Friday, February 17th, 7 to 11. So what's on, what's on tap for all the, the fun and festivities? Well, like I said, so it's Mardi Gras themed. So we're bringing uh, Mardi Gras right here to Milwaukee. And we have the local band, Extra, Cris- Extra Crispy Brass Band, We'll be playing on site. We have casino games. We have live artists, uh, New Orleans-themed appetizer stations, a ton of beignets, king cake from various vendors. I mean, you name it, we got it. And, of course, we got beads and masquerade masks. So there's a nonstop activity for everyone to enjoy. You had me at beignets having been to New Orleans a bunch, a bunch of times. So for folks who don't know, and, I, and that's probably not a large group, but it's always good to refresh, Make-A-Wish, your organization, what does it do? It is, its goal is to create awareness or, or to inspire hope for these kids that, you know, might be suffering from some sort of, I'm sorry, it's together we're creating life-changing wishes for children with critical illnesses. And it's also inspiring hope in these kids and their families and their community to give them something to look forward to. Um, if you go to our, our website, Make-A-Wish Wisconsin, you'll see just, impact that a wish does to these kids and like i said not just for the children but their families and the communities themselves and kaylee uh, picked a rather unique one a trip to the florida keys do you, do you know the backstory there i don't um unfortunately i know what she has been going through is one of those terms that like is so long that i can't even say it but you hear her story it's truly just you want you want to do something like i said to inspire hope for her to keep on going and you know just all around, it's a really great story, and Make-A-Wish Wisconsin, the website, really does a great job of, of sharing those stories. Yeah, and as I said, I'm spreading some love this week, uh, partly a part of the celebration of Valentine's Day, but just to, to I think, make give people a more positive outlook, and Make-A-Wish is so good at that, bringing those, uh, make, granting those wishes, making them come true. It's called Cheers for Wishes, Mardi Gras-themed, this Friday, February 17th, 7 to 11, Marcus Performing Arts Center, I loved all the, the cool stuff, the the appetizer station, the casino tables. You had me at that, too. Beignets, right. all available for purchase. Uh, tickets, $100 per person, includes two drink tickets. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to check it out, as she said, go to the website for Make-A-Wish Wisconsin. All right, take a break. Coming back to that traffic light story, a fourth light. 
Is this the best we can do? You know, I'm surprised. When I, when I talk about traffic lights, all this time, all these years, whoever invented traffic lights, we haven't come up with a better way to do it yet. One that doesn't cause mass confusion. One that doesn't make people just ignore them. It's the best we can do. We'll talk about that and more after this. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, I got. I was talking about the traffic lights. Um, we took a detour there for a second for Make-A-Wish. But I love Make-A-Wish and what they do, so all worthwhile. Um, this is from the text line, and it'll tee up some further conversation. Uh, just the opposite. Old traffic lights in the northeast United States in small towns until recently had only two lights. I wasn't aware of that. Red, red on top, green on the bottom. They use flashing green like flashing yellow and both red and green on simultaneously to mean solid yellow. And then confusing, confusingly, yes, I'm confused, some would switch from solid red to both red and green on again, meaning that all vehicles remain stopped. Okay. That on its face is confusing. The problem here is all of this technology, and, and somebody also texted me and said there's only 300,000 traffic lights in America. That cannot be right. There's no way that's right, maybe in one state. Um, so the idea, as we move forward with autonomous vehicles, and that, you know, a lot of people assume that's going to happen easily, a smooth transition. I'm not making that assumption. What about anything in this country is handled smoothly? You know what was? And this shouldn't shock anybody. Handed out free COVID money, that was about as smooth at the beginning as you could get. Now, of course, we know it's an incomplete cluster. When people like Tom Brady cashed, people bought cars with it, people uh, went on vacations with it, which is something, by the way, I said at the time. So why would you assume that with traffic lights, anything about this, whether it's the bridge to autonomous vehicles, self-driving cars, EVs, is going to go smoothly. We fight about everything. Why someone is bothered when a, a charging station goes in their town is beyond me. When, when I was leading a community, we welcomed them. It's since doubled in size because there's a market for that. Is it the only thing you talk about? Of course not. People still want to drive regular cars. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. Uh, from the text line, AV technology is very close to rolling out, rolling out across our roads. These vehicles will not have steering wheels or pedals. will be interesting and challenging for first responders. Here's the dirty little secret. And I'm not, I, I'm not opposed to these kinds of technology-driven advancements. Not at all. I'm the opposite. I, I like that. But here's the dirty little secret. Whatever this autonomous vehicle is doing, driverless vehicle, there's a bunch of other drivers who don't pay attention. There's a bunch of other drivers who reckless drive. There's a bunch of other drivers who run red lights. They don't care what the AV or the EV is doing. Will this happen? Of course it'll happen at some point. But making this metamorphic change now doesn't make a lot of sense. Should you think about it? Absolutely. Researchers are very good at thinking ahead. The public, as I've talked about, aren't very good at doing anything other than the simple at a high level. Can we agree upon that? 855-616-1620. 
So whether it's rolling out or not, that's not the question. It's really, more importantly, what everyone else does about this, how they react to it. Um, from the 414, one word, snow. Yeah, ice, snow. Mm-hmm. Raise your hand out there. I have my hand raised. If all of these things they're talking about, I just listed a few of them, all the technology-driven changes in how we move around, given current political climate, now maybe somebody will surprise me. Maybe elected officials will figure out that we don't care about their press releases and their conspiracy theories. Maybe that will happen in the real world. I'm positive thinker, optimist. Maybe that will happen. Anybody out there think that this is somehow going to go smoothly? I take my hand down. Of course it's not. We can't agree on shooting down a balloon. We can't agree on what's a pandemic and what's not. We can't agree on what's a health risk and what's not. We can't agree on what to teach our kids. I could go on and on. The can't agree list is long. And we've somehow fallen into this trap where we think that elected, some people do, not me, obviously. Some people think elected officials are the answer. We don't need newspapers. They'll tell us what's going on. Why would we need a newspaper when I can listen to a TV guy talk about politics for seven hours every day? Rant and rave about an email. That's how I want to get my news. Why would we make any assumption that the public challenged every day by a barrage of erroneous, mistaken ideas. Politicians who could care less about you. Why would we make that assumption that something like this, simple as this, perhaps, to a researcher, a fourth light, will launch this incredible awakening in America that says, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give those AVs a chance. It's going to be smooth. When the real answer is the only way this is going to work is if the only control of a vehicle is taken away from drivers. Because as drivers, America, Americans, Wisconsinites, you basically suck. And that's a nice way of saying it on Valentine's Day. You suck. So good luck to the fourth light, folks. Thank you for that tone of approval. News is next on WTMJ. Breaking down the biggest story. The only way, the only way you're going to restrict the power of people with bad guys with guns is to not let them wander our streets. Talking about what really matters. Okay, maybe this makes me old-fashioned. Cargo pants? I wear cargo pants on occasion. There's a lot of pockets in there. And bringing you the biggest forum to let your voice be heard. Hello. Political poll. I never have before, but go ahead, shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Now, broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Okay. All right. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Here's Steve Scafidi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 11 o'clock hour, Valentine's Day edition. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you got some chocolates or flowers. 
Hope you gave something nice to your significant other, your loved one, your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatevs. As the kids say, whatevs. They still say that? I don't know. I have no idea. As my wife frequently reminds me, you're not as hip as you think you are. That is a reality. That's why I said it. As I deal in the real world, not the uh, angry world of Twitter. Speaking of angry, I'll talk some politics here. A lot of people ask me the Nikki Haley question because they know that I wrote in Nikki Haley for president. And the big announcement today. Um, I think we have some of her. We'll get to that in a bit. But um, as I just wrote on the twits, Twitter, formal name, the great thaw in Wisconsin politics, apparently over. Republican, Republican State Senator Steve Nass on recent state budget developments. I would not be shocked if Governor Evers gives his biennial budget address on Wednesday night dressed as Santa Claus. The great thaw, truly, over in Wisconsin. We heard, I read you the comments earlier uh, from Speaker Robin Voss on Governor Evers' stadium improvements proposal, $290 million of the surplus to be used for stadium upgrades. I will tell you, because I want to be honest and fair about the response, because I've asked the question a number of times during the show today when a lot of us just heard the news this morning, the governor's going to talk about this. It's on the plus side of people saying, yeah, let's do this. Um, I haven't looked on my show poll. I'll look real quick while I'm talking. Um, but I can tell you that the text offering a lot of great commentary on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Uh, so that's a reality, uh, that people like the idea. Um, and I made the point, because I can argue both sides of this, straight cash versus financing, will save money. Today's dollars worth less in the future, right? Inflation. Um, right now, it's, uh, it's getting closer. 51% of the respondents, 310 votes already. I'm going to retweet it again if you want to refresh your feed, your Twitter timeline. 310 votes, which is a good good result with only a few hours in. Uh, if, sure, if Brewer's stay has got 51%, no is at 28%. So clearly it's leaning in that direction. But as I said to start this segment, the uh, I think the great thaw or thawing of relations between the governor and the legislature might be over. I hope not, because I think most of us reasonable, rational adults that don't pretend to be political experts don't get their political news from shouters, angry shouters, would probably agree that Whatever you think about the surplus, whatever you think about the pandemic, whatever you think about taxes, whatever you think about all the big issues in Wisconsin, future of dairy, all of that, getting to some consensus is probably important. All right. One of the big stories today in national politics is the arrival of a woman that I voted for for president. I wrote her in. Not a Trump fan. Not surprising. Not breaking news to anybody. Never saw myself as voting for someone like Donald Trump. So I've, I wrote a Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, somebody I respect. Doesn't mean, here's the, here's the qualifier. When you say that, it doesn't mean you agree with everything they say. There's no perfect candidates, people, left or right. If you're a Democrat, there's a big difference between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. So you can call yourself a Democrat, but inside that label is a lot of variation and variety. 
So stop with that. The absolutism, the what about ism, the the uh it's gotta be this or it can never be that. That's stupid and that's dumb, that's limiting, it's it's causing our political frustration. So let's play a little bit of Nikki Haley. This is right from her announcement ad. It's the the whole thing was like three thirty. I said well, that's too long. So we got about a minute or so of it, just to get a sense of what her messaging is, and then I'll talk about it. The railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say, your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have seen evil. In China, they commit genocide. In Iran, they murder their own people for challenging the government. And when a woman tells you about watching soldiers throw her baby into a fire, it puts things in perspective. Even on our worst day, we are blessed to live in America. A little bit of Nikki Haley, her big announcement this morning. I'm going to take a break, but 855-616-1620. What does she mean to this race? I voted for her because I respect the, the position she had as governor of South Carolina. I've said for a long time, being a Republican, being somebody who identifies with that side of the political aisle, although I'm not a robot, so we all should understand that. This was an important thing for the party. Not that women haven't run before. This is a serious candidate. Your thoughts, the significance, I've said for a long time, Republicans, you need to step up. Less white, less old white men, that's the obvious one. But Nikki Haley is a factor that we should consider in the future. You got a chance? We'll discuss after this on WTMJ. Oh, you got me at Elvis. Only fools rush in. Nobody better. This well, is me and my Frank's wife's uh, wedding song. Oh, that's nice. Were you fools rushing in? No, you weren't. No, of course not. Boom. Well, Elvis Presley on Valentine's Day. Frank first, Elvis second. My my world. I know there's a lot of Elvis fans out there, as is producer Brandon. Let's go to the phone lines. I asked the Nikki Haley question. I'm curious... How you feel this is going to impact the race. So much Trump, DeSantis. This is something different. Obviously, the gender discussion. But this is something different. DeSantis is a governor. So is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's also been a UN representative for the United States. There's a lot going on there. Immigrant story plays well. Maybe some independent crossover. Maybe even some Democrats. <gasps> God forbid. Mike joins us from Illinois. Welcome to the show, Mike. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. You too, brother. Like the river flows slowly <laughs> to the sea. All right, that's it. That's enough. Hey, uh, that's enough. <laughs> I am a big fan of Nikki Haley. Always have been. Um, she is definitely going to bring a fresh outlook um, to the party. I mean, obviously, she's been a Republican. And I just got to say something. I don't think we need less old white guys. I think we need more of everything including women, including um, 
transgender, gays, straights, whatever you want to say. We don't need less of anybody. We need more of everything. All right. It's okay. So, it's okay to disagree with the host even on Valentine's Day. Thanks for the call, Mike. From the text line, text line heating up. Phone line's busy as well. You can join us at 855-616-1620. Um, how about this? She might be the first woman president. I'm in. Sign me up. Uh, 262, I love Nikki Haley and would happily vote for her. She's a breath of fresh air. On the opposite side of that, 608, Nikki Haley's a huge Trump supporter. She worked with President Trump. I'll give her that. But I've also I've said this, because, again, nothing is absolute. If Nikki Haley goes in all Trump, I can't be for Nikki Haley. For any Republican that's paying attention, it's actually this time has passed, but we'll refresh it. Trump is a boat anchor. If you continue to play in that arena, the Trump's going to be the next president of the United States, you're going to be sad and miserable in 2024, especially in 2025 when the next president assumes office. Not going to happen. Will it be fun if you're a, a fan of bullying old males? Yeah, probably. Will it be fun if you like the uh, owning the lib stuff? Sure. That's, that's 1980s, 1990s politics. Or... 2023, if you live in Milwaukee's radio market. Insert political comment there. Uh, Steve from Cedarburg joins us. Hey, Steve. Hey there. I agree with you about Nikki Haley. I wrote her in as well. And just want to add to her credibility, uh, she's a Clemson University graduate. There you go. So go Tigers. Go Nikki. Yeah, thanks for the call, Steve. Look, it's an alternative. Here's what I'd love to see on a debate stage. If Trump's still around and he shows up, Obviously, Ron DeSantis currently leading the the pre-voting phase of 2024 Republican primary season. Nikki Haley can be the adult in the room. She can be the mom, symbolically speaking, of these two older knuckleheads, my words, and say, you guys can have the tantrums if you want. I just want to fix stuff. Here's what I love about the immigrant story. Most of us haven't been in those shoes. Oh, other than criticizing immigrants, complaining about border policy, which I do some of, because some of it's a mess, honestly speaking. But most of us don't understand the challenges, whether it was 100 years ago or whether it's now, of being an immigrant in this country, looking different, praying different, speaking differently. We have no clue about what we're talking about either separated by time or separated by just don't care. What about me? Nikki Haley lived that story. Her parents were of Indian descent. That can't be easy. Her father wore a turban. Having a uh, close relationship with my friends in the Sikh community, I understand the grief they still take every day because of that. I think it's silly, but America is America, and we have a lot of people with strong opinions about a lot of things. Nikki Haley has lived that story. Not only has she lived it, she excelled in that environment. 51 years old, refreshing, first-generation American, U.N. ambassador, first female governor of South Carolina, two terms, removed the Confederate flag from the South Carolina State House. Those are impressive things on a resume, and she's 51 and a mom. How about less of the uh, 
Trump DeSantis noise and start talking about Nikki Haley in a serious way. I'm proud that I cast my votes for Nikki Haley before most people ever even thought about her as a serious contender. And if she stays off the Trump train, doesn't mean she can't agree with the former president. There are things that I even agreed with the former president about. But don't make that your candidacy. You be Nikki Haley. You do what you think is right for the country. She is a serious challenger for president. I got a ton of texts. You're welcome to join us on the phone as well. 855-616-1620. I think she's a serious candidate for president. What say you? Got you under my skin. I've got you out there in Radio Land. Not under my skin. Sometimes you get under my skin, though. I got to admit that. Hopefully I get under your skin occasionally, especially on some of the topics we talk about. But happy Valentine's Day. All right, so... I can tell you that the Nikki Haley commentary on the old National Bank talk and text line is all over the place. Uh, Diane says, I totally voted for her. I, I, too, voted for her in the last election. and would be a breath of fresh air to have someone who has empathy for all people. The immigrant story is powerful. 262, I love President Trump. He's the one person that actually does what he says he's going to do. Does he really? If the media would actually stop manipulating the news... I have to take a breath there. He would be, uh, we would be all be in much better shape. Let me ask you, texter, and thanks for the text, by the way. If your premise is manipulation of the news and you don't like that, in your mind, the media does it, you cool with the uh, elected officials manipulating the news because they do it every damn day and Sunday. Every day. You cool with that? Because if you blow up the news media in this country, what you're going to get is a worse version, dangerous version, I would argue, pushed forward by people who, whose sole interest is two things. Bank accounts, their own, and power, also their own. Uh, 920 Trump 2024. They feel, a lot of people do, that uh, Nikki Haley will split the ticket and Trump will win. I can't say any more clearly on this. And, and let me give a little love to Ron DeSantis. He's also a governor. He is younger. My understanding of how he approaches things is, and the way that people have described it as Trump light, I don't see it that way. One of the most dangerous things that he's done is to use the power of that office to censor or limit the free speech abilities of Americans. Authors, public speaking individuals who just want to express their opinion. He's limited that. Books that no one would have thought in their life would be banned again are now banned in Florida. Under the guise of, this is my words, if we don't know about that part of our history, maybe it'll go away. That's me saying that, not him. Doesn't mean he doesn't have... A lot going for him. He's a very popular governor in a very big state who seems to have increasing popularity. All I'm saying is from the Nikki Haley candidacy perspective, this is something significant and new. Not that we didn't have female candidates before we did on the Republican side. She's a serious candidate. You an ambassador, formerly. Formerly a governor of a very large state as well, South Carolina. Played on the big stage, did very well. Immigrant story, very, very popular, including among independent voters who, last time I checked, are really important in winning elections. 
Texter says she may inspire other women to run. Gail says, I love Nikki Haley, too. Just wondering what actual policies of Donald Trump's administration did you not like or disagree with? His border policy, his separation of families, was stupid, dumb, and his handling, not completely, but his handling of the pandemic, his mishandling of billions and trillions of dollars of our money under his leadership is now the target of fraud investigations that was under his watch. Now, we were in a pandemic. You give some leeway, but we're going to find out. History will tell us that some of the things he did were very, very dangerous for this country. Doesn't mean you can't like him. Doesn't mean you can't vote for him. You vote for who you want to. What I'm saying is the Nikki, ha- Nikki Haley candidacy is something different for Republicans. And it makes people confront the immigrant story in a different way than they ever have before. That's a good thing. My wife says that every day. Those ex- almost those exact words. So easy. So easy to love. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you have great plans or not. Maybe it's just chocolate. Maybe it's just flowers. Maybe it's dinner out. Maybe it's a movie. I'm sure our, our friend... Occasional guest Greg Marcus from Marcus Eaters would appreciate that business. And if I remember, I remember correctly, it's it's cheaper to go to the movies on Tuesdays. Much cheaper. So think about that. Uh, we started the show talking about the Brewers and the impact of a proposal by Governor Evers. And we'll spend some more time talking about that on tomorrow's show uh, as we ramp up to the Governor's Budget's Biennial Budget Address. Uh, as I mentioned on Twitter earlier, uh, the thaw has left the building, to use the Elvis analogy. Yeah, the any thaw that we thought was happening between Republicans and Democrats, state of Wisconsin, seems to be over for the most parts. Um, but I want to just refresh on the show poll that I have up and running, which is doing very well. We're going to hit 500 votes today, which is very nice. Thanks to all of you who have taken the time. It's on Twitter at 620WTMJ or at WTMJ Steve. Simple question. The one-time investment, exact words of Governor Tony Evers, of $290 million from the state surplus to the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium Fund for upgrades to American Family Field. What do you think of this? 52% of it of us say sure, if the Brewers stay, which is part of the commitment. Uh, in the proposal, it says 2043. I would argue it should be longer than that. Uh, no is getting about 28% of the votes. And uh, no public debate, question mark, 18%. So... Right now, the plus side of the uh, proposal by Governor Evers in a pretty 50-50 state, right, Wisconsin, that's pretty good. We'll see if the legislature has any intent to honor the governor's proposal. All right, I tease this, so vote if you can. Give me a follow as well on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, you can send me your thoughts on the old National Bank talking text on 855-616-1620. All right, I saw this story. It intrigued me. Now, if you listen to the show, you know that all of our shows, interviews, segments, the popular ones, are they're all popular, right, um, are all on our podcast page at WTMJ.com and available anywhere you get your podcasts. And I get thousands of listens a month, and I appreciate each and every one of you. You've taken the time away from the actual show, 9 to noon on WTMJ, and found some content that you liked. Thanks for doing that. And I, I, I recommend it to friends all over the country. We have international listeners I really appreciate that. And if you are listening internationally, send me a note. 
on the old National Bank Talk and text on 855-616-1620 or to my email at steve.scafidi, 2Fs1D at WTMJ.com. All right, enough of that. I saw this post. The headline's simple, but there's a fundamental question here. Well, I'll get to the question in a second. I got it from the Yahoo News. A new app allows Mexicans to reach out after death. Now, right now it's in Mexico. A new app has been launched. There may be a U.S. version. I haven't found it yet, but I'm sure there probably will be if there isn't already. The app is called, where am I going to find this, Pass Post. The creator said, we laugh at death, but it's hard for them to talk about it. People often want to share messages with their loved ones and and." Now I'm talking now my words, leaving them messages after you're gone, after your death. So, for example, they use they use the, an example: father in good health, records something in case something happens to him. Congratulatory messages for his children to hear later on in life when they graduate or have a birthday. I know there's been some of this stuff before. There's always been that Facebook, weird Facebook reality where people are gone and I still see people posting on their account. That's always been weird to me. So the way this works is in Mexico currently. Now, whether we can tap into that, I don't know. But I'm sure there's U.S. versions. The one in Mexico costs 19 bucks a year. Past posts uses this messaging in the form of a non-fungible token, better known as an NFT a digital certificate of ownership that uses, again, this blockchain technology that's behind crypto, things like Bitcoin, to store this information. It doesn't have any legal value. Can't use it as a will. But the uh, the creator said it has important symbolic value. So the simple question, well, two questions, really. One, would you do this? It doesn't have to be a healthy person. It could be someone that's sick that knows they're not going to live another year or more, and they have young children. Is it right to record a message for 18 years from now on their birthday or graduation, wedding day? Or is it, and I'm kind of leaning toward this way, is it kind of creepy? Does a message 20 years from now from a relative who has passed is it going to mean the same thing? Is it going to? Is it going to? I guess do what you want it to do. And my answer is not really. One, so much time has passed. If you're talking eighteen years, twenty-one years, or longer. And two, losing your life at a younger age. Let's say the father dies at thirty-five. His kids are two and four. By the time they graduate from high school get married if that's their path, achieve something of great significance, is a message from their late father that long ago going to be relevant? I'm just curious where you fall on this. To me, it's somewhat creepy, but I'm willing to have my mind changed. 855-616-1620. Past post is what it's called. 19 bucks a year. Cannot replace a will, so don't you can't use it that way. But it can leave a message for a loved one, family member, child that they can access years from now. And from my reading of this story, you control when that is. Could be 
graduation, wedding day, becoming a, an adult, which here is 21 or 18, depending on where you're at. What do you think? 855-616-1620. The acunit got me again. Old National Bank talking text line. We're not perfect. Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Creepy or something you would actually do and pay for? I'm on the creepy side, but as I said, my mind could be changed. What do you think? We'll discuss after this. Good choice of songs, because you can keep loving somebody after their death. Past post allows you to record audio and video of yourself. And uh, Texas are telling me, well, this has always been the case. You could record yourself on the tape, well, and people have done that. Yeah, not the same thing. An audio recording versus a digital audio and video recording that looks amazing, because we know technology has met the challenge, and we can, looks like, a, you know, filmed or recorded digitally 10 years ago. Going to look great 40 years, 50 years from now. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. You can join us, 855-616-1620. Would you do it? Let's see what Mary from Greenfield has to say. Hey, Mary. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, happy Valentine's Day. Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah Mary, can you hear us? I can hear you now. Are uh, you good? Yeah, real quick, because you got a, you got a bad connection. Yes. Uh, point is, I think we have to keep in mind this app was generated in Mexico, which has a whole different view of the connection with people in the afterlife. Good point. Don't think about the movie Coco. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I don't think it's creepy. Um, I think I would use it, you know, if I was very ill, I wanted to get a message out there. I don't know about futuristic. Um, I'll hang up and listen to your comments. Thank All right. You. Thanks for the call, Mary. We had a little bit of a connection issue there. Yeah, Mexican has a much different culture than we do. Most people in Mexico don't have wills. But again, this doesn't replace a will, cannot replace a will. But set that aside, because I'm bringing this to the states in our conversation. Would you appreciate a service or an app like this? I just find it a little bit unsettling. Now, if someone is so intent on leaving a message, sure. Common practice? I don't know, because you could do the same thing. You could, you could timestamp Facebook posts after you're dead, too, if you knew you were, had a terminal illness, illness. I think that would be regarded as somewhat creepy as well. Let's see what Carolyn, Caroline from, is it Carolyn or Caroline from Germantown? It's Carolyn. Carolyn, what do you think? I, as I told your screener, my late husband passed away um, about 18 years ago when my kids were um, 10, 12, and 14. And I, I just think at this point in their lives, I think it's a little upsetting for them. Yeah, I'm going to let you go because it's breaking up. We had a lot of phone problems today. Uh, Carolyn, I think race is a good point. It, it could be upsetting. Now, everyone has a different situation. And uh, one of the texters, and I think our caller is going to, when I bring her on, is going to kind of hit, hit the same point. Um, voicemails. Not the same thing exactly because you don't have the video component. I don't know if you can record Facebook Lives or similar concepts. But having that voicemail, some of the texters say, is comforting. They, they, they go back and listen. And I'll be, I'll be honest, if I went through all my old voice, voicemails, because I'm not good at cleaning those things up, there might be a person that's not with us anymore on there, because I've probably got a, a few. Heidi joins us from Waukesha. Welcome to the show, Heidi. You're on WTMJ. Good morning. Good morning. 
What do you, what do you think of the um, idea? My comment is that my parents passed away 15, 20 years ago, and I always have my memories of them. But one of the things I miss the voice is the sound of their voice. And my mother-in-law just recently passed away, and both of my kids are away at college, and I was afraid they would not make it home to say their goodbyes. And so we recorded her saying a message to them, and then I put it in a teddy bear so they always can remember her voice. So you've actually kind of done something like this. And how, how was it received by, was it for your children, you said? It was for my college kids. Yes. Um, and I will say, my son took her passing very hard, but never showed any emotion. I gave him the beer after the funeral, and he bawled. And he said, thank you, Mom, for giving this to me. This is the only way you got me to finally release it. And I can always remember her voice. Wow, uh, Mary, uh, Mary, Heidi, thanks for your perspective on that. That's that's a real life example of how this might work. So thanks for for taking the time to call. And look, um, personal story. I lived with my upstairs from my grandmother when I was in college. She had a a, a house with flats in Cudahy, and I became very close with my grandmother. And when she passed, I I took that harder than anything. But I can still remember her voice because it was. Had the tinge of her Italian accent, not a tinge. She had a lot of Italian accent, um, and I took that very hard. I, I don't know if hearing that again, what my reaction would be, but I, I appreciate Heidi and, and the callers' perspectives on this because there there are, for a lot of people, that that calming, reassuring listen to someone that's no longer with us might be something that helps them kind of deal with the reality of that. So I keep an open mind. Past post is the story. If you want to research it on your own, in Mexico, a Mexican app launched recently. Um, at this point, I don't think I would do it. My kids are grown. My grandkids are very young. I just, it's not something I would do, but we heard some great calls on the topic uh, of the idea of recording one's voice. Therapeutic, perhaps, and uh, certainly giving you a chance to reconnect with someone that's no longer with us. Let's take a break. After the break, we'll see what Jeff Wagner is going to talk about. You're listening to WTMJ. Start the show talking about the Brewers, that big announcement from Governor Evers, a proposal, I should say. DOA, I think, at the state legislature, but an interesting talking point nonetheless. We'll probably revisit that tomorrow. Thanks to the Heart of Harmony Barbershop Quartet, who joined us early in the program. Not too late. You want a singing Valentine wherever you want to do it at? in the uh, area here, 262-844-5184. They will come and sing to you. They were awesome. That's available on our podcast page. Also, if you text the word LOVE, L-O-V-E, to the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620, you're going to get a great Valentine's Day mixtape from the one, the only, Greg Hill, Greg Pancake Hill from The Morning Show. It is a fantastic collection of valentine's slash love related songs so check that out it was it was great listening to it live this morning you can get it for yourself just text the word love all right speaking of love next up jeff wagner
What are you going to do today, Jeff? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about that, that segue, Steve, but I, I appreciate it regardless. Um, it is Valentine's Day. A lot of stuff coming up on the program. Gen Z don't drive. What's that all about? Got a story about a guy that some people think is a vigilante. Other people think, well, he's a sort of a hero. I'll share that with you. A Milwaukee cop gets hit over the head with a pipe. What happens to the guy who did it? Well, I'll give you a hint. No prison for him. Tammy Baldwin weighs in on the ongoing problems at the Ascension Hospital System. All right, what what really is going on there, and can it be fixed? Governor Evers wants to make it easier for people to register to vote. As a matter of fact, he wants to reduce residency rules from 28 days to 10 days. He wants illegal aliens to be able to get driver's licenses, and he wants everybody to get who registers to get a driver's license, he wants them to automatically be registered to vote. What could possibly go wrong with that? We will discuss it. The Milwaukee County bus system is considering doing something that they do some places in Europe. It's called fare capping. I'll explain what that means, and we'll ask where they think the money to do that is going to come from. And we start with the story that you were alluding to earlier, Steve. All right, I am. I have been doing this show long enough to remember the battle that was fought when, yes, at the time, Miller Park was originally built. It cost some legislators their jobs. It opened up wounds that are still open to this day. Tony Evers says, hey, he wants to come up with another, oh, $300-plus million up front to keep the Brewers here for another couple decades. We're going to go behind the scenes on that story. I'm going to talk about what the Brewers are worth, how much... The value has increased over the years, where they get sources of revenue, and then we're going to discuss whether or not the brewers are worth that continuing, well, Evers calls it an investment. We'll have a candid conversation. The Wagner Show starts right after the top of the hour news.